Hi, everyone. Welcome to Pain and Power, an African-American history podcast. I'm your host, Queen. Hey, guys, welcome and welcome back. Today, we are going to be talking about Dr. Robert Smalls. I want to get deep with y'all real quick, and I wonder if y'all go feel me. So I have a running spirit, you guys. Um, My dreams always consist of me running from one thing or another. And I read a book once around in the time of the Civil War, and the main character was running, you know, running, hiding, trying to lay low, not be seen. And, you know, around the Civil War time, that was still like slavery time, and a lot of slaves was feeling like they should be free, and they was running away and stuff like that. So I wonder if that was really a dream, or was it like a past life or reality? Anyways, guys, I know y'all wasn't going to feel me on that, but I be thinking about stuff like that sometimes, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, so this story about Dr. Smalls is surrounding the Civil the Civil War area, area, not the Civil War area, the Civil War era, um, not civil rights, but Civil War, which was many, many years beforehand. So Robert Smalls, born April 5th, 1839, was an American politician, publisher, businessman, and marine pilot. He was born into slavery in Balfour, South Carolina, Um. Actually, I just did a missing episode on Love or Obsession podcast, and it was about a woman missing in South Carolina, Anderson County, and her car was found in McCormick County. You guys, go check out Love or Obsession, um, a true crime podcast, episode 71, missing episode, Alexis Ware. Um, he freed himself. Um, and so we talking about Dr. Robert Smalls now. He was a slave. Um, he was born into slavery in Balfour, South Carolina. He freed himself, his crew, and their families during the American Civil War by commandeering a Confederate transport ship, the CSS Planter, in Charleston Harbor on May 13, 1862, and selling it from Confederate-controlled waters of the harbor to the U.S. blockage that surrounded it. So I'll go more into depth and more into detail how he did it. But wow, you know, no nuts, no glory, you guys. Um, Dr. Robert Small's um, example of courage helped convince President Abraham Lincoln to accept African-American soldiers into the Union Army. Small's born in 1839 to mother Lydia Polite, a woman enslaved by Henry McKee. Smalls was born in a cabin behind the house. Um, Smalls' mother raised him under the Low Country Gullah culture, which is a Creole-speaking language. Uh, remember Gullah Gullah Island? Gullah Gullah Island. Gullah Gullah. That was on Nickelodeon. So the Gullah-speaking, um, the Gullah culture was a real culture. Um, so his mother lived as a servant in the house, but grew up in the fields. Robert was favored over other enslaved people. That man, McKee, must have been his dad. <laughs> That's what I say. You know, um, when you research slavery and the way that slaves was treated back in those days, if one enslaved person was treated slightly better than others, then the master, quote-unquote, the slave owner, 
must have fathered that child. That's what I would assume. Um, Small's mother worried that Small's would grow up not understanding the true struggle of an enslaved field worker. So she asked that he be made to work in the fields. Um, I need a fact checker for that statement, like a fact checker, <laughs> um, because isn't I don't I don't know. I don't know how true that is. That was in the research, though. And I will link all sources in the show notes. So at the age of 12, he was sent to work in Charleston to be hired out as a laborer for $1 a week. And the rest of the money was to be paid to the slave owner. Um, sound like a temporary agency to me. Um, what a temporary agency is today, how you go to a temp agency and you apply for a job and they send you somewhere to work, but you only get paid like a certain amount of dollars an hour and a temp agency, you'll get the rest of your pay because you're there on their behalf. Um, <clears throat> And it sounds like you need to just cut out the middleman to me. Um, so Small's first, first work, he first worked at a hotel, then as a lamp lighter. And in his teenage years, he developed a love for the sea. So Small's then found work on the Charleston docks as a long horseman, a sailmaker. And Small's began, a, and he became very familiar with Charleston's harbor. Um, during his teenage years. So Robert Smalls married Hannah Jones at the age of 17. Hannah was an enslaved hotel maid. Um, they married on December 24th, 1856. And Hannah was five years older than Robert and already had two children, two daughters. The couple had a child together in February 1858. Three years after that, they had a son, Robert Jr., he passed away at the age of two. Smalls was trying to pay for his family's freedom, but the price was steep, around $800 for his whole family to be free, which was equivalent to around $23,043 in the year 2020. He only had $100 saved. It might have taken um, 10 years to come up with $800. So, so Smalls, he escaped slavery. He hatched a plan that would set him and his family free and a lot of others free. Well, not a lot, lot, but a family or two. So Robert Smalls was the pilot of the U. For the, I'm talking about the USS Planter. The, I, what is it called? Because I said it earlier, you guys. Do, 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 do. Let me go back. Do, 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 do. The CSS Planter. Okay, so Robert Smalls was the pilot of the CSS Planter, a steamer that he took over. He steered the ship past Confederate defenses and surrounded it and surrendered it to the Union Navy forces May 13, 1862. For a short time, the steamer served as a gunboat. Smalls was the first black man to command a United States ship. On board the steamer... Um, Robert Smalls carried 15 other people. He carried 15 other people aboard the steamer with him. Okay, guys, what I was trying to say was Robert Smalls carried 15 other people to freedom along with him. Seven crew men, five women, and three children. The CSS planter duties were to survey the waterways, lay mines, and to deliver dispatches, and to deliver dispatches, troops, and supplies. So Robert Small steered out of the Confederate waters, 
um, into freedom. He surrendered the CSS planter and its cargo to the United States Navy. Smalls had just turned 23 years old around the time he had made that daring escape. He became known in the, in the North as a hero. His actions were reported in newspapers and magazines. The United States Congress passed a bill awarding Smalls and his crewmen the prize money for the CSS planter. The steamer was valuable not only for its guns, but also it is low draft in Charleston's Bay. Um, Southern newspapers demanded harsh discipline for the Confederate officers who joint shore um, leave had allowed the slaves to steal the boat. So this was the thing too. So as Smalls, that that was not an easy thing that he did just in case people was wondering like, well, how hard is it to steal a boat? So he was an enslaved man being the captain of a Confederate ship that carried guns and troops and laid mines and things like that. And he stole the boat. So as he traveling in the water on this boat, he had to get past Confederate soldiers, which could have easily shot um, what they cannonballs at him. And so it was really strategic how he did that. And that was very courageous. But um, the Southern newspapers, they were so pissed. Like, how did the Confederate officers let this man you know, do this. So Small shared the prize money, which was $1,500, equivalent to $38,885 in 2020. So he shared his his prize, his share of the prize money uh, was around $38,000 if this was the year 2020. So Robert Smalls worked as a civilian with the Navy until March 1863, when he was transferred to the Army. After the Civil War, Robert Smalls re- returned to his native, Balfort, um, South Carolina, where he purchased his former slave owner's house at 511 Prince Street, which was auctioned for refusal to pay taxes. So he was able to require, acquire this house because he paid the taxes on it because it, um, the former owners was about to lose it in a tax auction. So the the former owners sued to regain the property, but Smalls won that lawsuit. Smalls' mother lived with him, and he also allowed the wife of the man that enslaved him to live in the house until her dying days because it was like the house that she ran. Um, so Smalls spent, spent nine months learning how to read and write. He purchased a two-story building to use as a school for African-American children. Robert Smalls had politics on his mind. His wartime fame and his fluency with the Gullah dialect gave him an avenue for political advancement. Smalls was a loyal Republican, which dominated the northern states' freedom um, and passed laws that granted protections for African-American Democrats. Um, for African Americans, Democrats dominated the South, um, which was the enslaved states back in those days. So in 1873, Smalls was appointed lieutenant, um, lieutenant colonel of the 3rd Regiment, South Carolina State Militia. In 1874, Robert Smalls was elected to the United States House of Representatives, where he served two terms from 1875 to 1879 and again in 1882 to 1883. He represented South Carolina's 5th Congressional District in the House. 
Um, in the late 1890s, Smalls began to suffer from diabetes. Um, in 1913, one of Smalls' final acts as a community leader is he played an important role in stopping the lynch mob from killing two black suspects in the murder of a white man. Um, the mayor and sheriff stopped the lynch mob. Um, Smalls and his first wife, Hannah, had three children. Hannah had two daughters when she met Smalls, and Hannah Smalls died July 28, 1883. April 9, 1890, Smalls took another wife, Annie Wig, in Charleston. Um, she was a Charleston school teacher. The couple had one son. Annie Smalls died November 5, 1895. And Robert Smalls passed away of malaria and diabetes on February 23, 1915, at the age of 75. Inscribed on his tombstone is a famous quote of his, quote, My race need no special defense, for the past history of them in this, con in this country proves them to be equal of any people anywhere. All they need is an equal chance and the battle of life, end quote. So basically, in that quote, Robert Smalls was just saying that black people don't need any type of special defense, any type of special anything. We can be, we are as equal as any person. All we need is an equal chance in the battle of life because while other people started off with opportunity and resources, black people started off as slaves with nothing, being owned and less than, you know, so... Robert Small's house in Barford, South Carolina, is a national historic landmark. Um, I don't. It's, and that address is five eleven Prince Street. In case anybody want to check out the landmark. So thanks, guys, for listening to today's story. Pictures can be found on Instagram at Pain Power Podcast. Please send all messages and suggestions to Pain Power Podcast at gmail dot com. It's Queen. I love you guys. Peace out.